Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Neil Humphreys with me in the studio this morning. Neil, let's talk about public speaking because I know you talk to a lot of groups and you do so much for talking to students' groups and trying to get kids involved in, in, in reading and writing. Uh, and uh, recently you spoke to a big group of kids, right? Yeah, I'm very proud of the fact that I've literally spoken to every single age group from 18 <laughs> months old. Did they listen? Oh, yes, absolutely, to 88 years old. Wow. And every single audience, you know this, requires a completely different skill set. Sure. It's, it's all about basic audience awareness. No, I thought we'd talk about students because I saw on your social media feed... Mm that you and I have spoken to exactly the same students. Oh. You spoke to, I believe, University of Newcastle students. Yes. And yes. I said, oh, I've done that. And then I saw your photograph of the media students, right. and I've spoken to the same guys. <laughs> now, that was with Neville McKenzie. I don't know if you know Neville or not, but Neville teaches a course on media at the University of Newcastle here in Singapore. Mine was for a, a, a renowned award-winning poet, a guy called oh. Felix Chong, wow. who teaches a, a course there. Okay. And I used to, he used to write a column for me at one of the newspapers I was editor at, and he invited me down, and we had a great time. It was a small group, uh, yeah. shared lots of funny media stories. And for me, I always think the first rule of public speaking, the only rule really, is audience awareness, is yeah. knowing your audience. And it sounds like such an obvious thing. <laughs> but I always use this example. I do uh, quite a lot of talks with students. They're the most challenging because A, the size. Yeah. Be the timing. Right. It's usually 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Who really wants to be awake at that hour? And see the location because it's often a non-air-conditioned assembly hall. Mm. Many of the schools, well-meaning, of course, the MOE schools, have those enormous industrial fans that you have oh, to speak right, over. Right. If it's particularly warm, they'll open up the doors that often faces the traffic. <laughs> so you, if you're at a particular school where the cars are going by, uh. you've got that to contend with. All of that is fine. That's a regular day in the office for me. I've dealt with it many, many times. The fun part is... You're talking about more than a 1,000 students, and the age range goes from P1 to P6. Uh So you have to pitch it somewhere in the middle so that the humor, the storytelling can reach kids who are often six or seven years old. Their language proficiency is going to be very different. Increasingly now, and I'm, I'm all for it, Singaporean schools are now multinational. You're, you know, I'll sign books for Vietnamese kids, Burmese, mm, uh, Myanmarese mm. kids, Bhutan, quite a, uh, a number of Bhutan students, um, and so on, Malaysian and so on. And, but the funny thing, I don't know if you've ever had this, Glenn. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know what I find is the most difficult, or, or let's be diplomatic, most challenging? Yeah. It's not the audience. It's not the location. It's not even the time of day. What could it be, Neil? It is the person who introduces you. Oh, That yeah. can make or break, or not make or break, it certainly makes it very challenging. I'll yeah. give you a very good example. And this has happened more than once. <sighs> when I've gone to a school, a well-meaning, a well-meaning HOD, head of department, uh. occasionally the principal, but not often, but often the discipline master, <laughs> will come out and say, now, Neil Humphreys is going to talk to you He's a very, very, very <laughs> funny man. So I want your complete and utter attention. Uh, I do not want to hear a pin drop. Mm-mm. 
and it's almost militaristic. Crickets, in its, crickets chirping in, in the its background. Warning. And so, I mean, I've 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 talked about this. I've parodied it. You know, so. I, I've said you could do an entire those kind of introductions. You can do an entire speech without saying an utter word, which yeah. is, and that is like so. He'll give this two to three minute pep talk in inverted commas, but really it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and so you couldn't make this comedy up. So you'll get. Now, remember, not a sound, okay? And they are literally quaking, right? And then you go, and here's the funny man. <laughs> and now you can laugh. And now, so Neil Humphreys will walk on stage, and it's almost an out-of-body experience where I've got stories, I've told them, I've refined them. It's almost like stand-up comedy without being, I know where the pauses need to be, I know where the laughs are going oh, to come, yeah. all of the stuff. You know, yeah. I've done it for many, many years. But it throws your timing off because for mm. the first few stories, mm. the laughter is hesitant or yeah. reluctant. And you can see them going, I'm not sure if we're allowed to titter. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're allowed to laugh. And occasionally it develops. And, but even then, I've honestly, Glenn, it's all about public speaking. For me, a lot of it is EQ. It's mm. emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's having your radar up, your antennae up. And I've seen when students have laughed a little too much, I've seen panic-stricken teachers <laughs> running to the audience. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> and you almost want to say to them, it's okay, I've got this. This is my job. I'm I know control. when they're going to stop laughing. Yeah. I know when they're going to start laughing. My voice is going to go up. Mm. It's going to go down. Mm. It's going to speed up. It's going to slow down to mm. build suspense. I've done this for many, many years. <laughs> of course, I can't do that. I can't literally stop the performance <laughs> and say, excuse me, could that teacher... Excuse me, uh. <laughs> yeah, Excuse me, uh. that one, uh. it's okay, uh. no need to interrupt that. Uh. 50 rows back, could you please stop? I've got this. Uh. So I sometimes find the most interesting aspect of public speaking for me can literally be the person who introduces me. Yeah, That little two or three minute introduction completely sets the mood for the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. And and you know, the best case scenario is you get you write your own introduction, right? The way you want yep. to, want to have it. The the challenge that I run into is people can never pronounce my last name. Yes. Van Zutphen. And Van Zutphen. it let yeah. me tell you, more than once it's just mangled. And even even when they come to me in advance and say, "How do you pronounce your last name?" Mm. and I say, "Oh, you know, Van Zutphen." The the PH in my name Zutphen is just an an, an F sound. Yeah. Zutphen. Pretty, yeah. you know, I don't know, not too tough. But invariably it gets messed up all the time. And I mean that's a personal kind of vanity thing for me. But everybody, you know, you want your name pronounced yeah, correctly if of course. you're gonna be in front of a big group. And you have trouble with the spelling of your name, Humphreys. Sometime, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, missing the S is a common one. Yeah. Uh, mis mispronouncing the, the PH, uh, the H becomes like a soft D, so it becomes dumpy, <laughs> which is actually spit buckets in hockey and <laughs> spittoon. I've spoken about this many times, you know, tumpy, tumpy, Neil tumpy. Um, I've had jokes where they say Humphrey. Uh, which has all kinds of weird oh, connotations. Depending on where you put the uh, So I tend know, to yeah, say, you know, I, I've had students make jokes, what do you call a camel with no humps, Humphrey? Yeah. My favorite one is, uh, or they, they mispronounce it and say, what do you call a camel with three humps? Hump three, which is close. <laughs> and then my favorite one, what do you call a camel with three humps bending down? 
Neil Humphrey. Oh, so you always get the whole name. Nice one. Um, yeah, a student came yeah, up with that's that. Good. That's so, good. So yeah, the introduction to the to the public speaking can often make or break or make it more interesting, shall we say? The other one, and it comes back to emotional intelligence again. Someone came up to me recently. I did a talk. I won't say who it was for. Um, she said, "You know, forty-five minutes. You must talk. Long timer." Huh? I said, "It's okay. It's fine." But it can be boring. <laughs> now, common sense, EQ, something should be going off in the brain to say, it doesn't matter if you've done this a thousand times. There will be slight jitters, of course, because you don't know. Nobody knows for certain. So you should be building up the public speaker, not saying you might be boring. Beware you might have to cut it short. And, 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 and the, 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 honestly, the piece de resistance, you said, if it's too boring, some people might fall asleep in front of you. <laughs> Can you cope with that? I said, no false modesty, no ego. I've been doing this 20 years. Only one person has ever fallen in front, asleep in front of me, and it was a 13-year-old student who'd been up till 5 a.m. revising for his exams. So he got a pass. That's the only time in 20 years. But, yeah, that was the truth. Don't make it boring. Try not to make them fall asleep. As pep talks go, that's just the best ever, you know. But I find in in Singapore and across Asia, there uh, in the in the twenty five years I've been in Asia now, fifteen in Singapore, there the level of of public speakers is really rising fast. Yeah. And I belong to this organization, Asia Professional Speakers Singapore, APSS. And there's so many really, really good Singaporean and Malaysian and Indian and other speakers yes. that are that are really becoming excellent speakers. And this, quite honestly, this used to be the domain of the West, of Europe, of North America. Of the white man, uh, predominantly, yeah, well, let's be honest. You know, you yeah. hate to put it in those terms, but frankly, it was. But it really, really, we are seeing so many great um, keynote speakers doing a lot of that. And I think, you know, part of that, not to give you too much credit, but part of that is having people like you go into the schools and show show students early on yeah. that, hey, actually somebody can get up in front of an audience and talk for 45 minutes and only one person falls asleep. Exactly. The poor kid that was up till 5 a.m. revising. And it can and, be fun. And it can be fun. And right. you can, the, the cliche is true, you know, you can Try and drill information. And this is not easy, by the way. It's a very easy thing to say. It takes a lot of practice. But you can drill all kinds of information into a young or old person's head, but you, it will sail through the head mm. if there's a bit of humor in there. Mm. And I'll give you a fantastic relevant story. Last week, I was at the uh, Changi Airport uh, Jewel taking back my nephew, yeah, uh, right. Alfie, to Alfie. the airport. Yep. And well, I, I was showing him the, the, the Jewel, the big vortex there in the middle, the showpiece. Mm. And I heard, and it was so profoundly endearing and heartfelt, I heard a kid shout, hit me, baby, one more time, hit me, baby, one more time, which means nothing to anyone listening now, the Britney Spears song. Right. But it's a key punchline in a story that I tell to students in Singapore. Oh. And he'd seen me a, a couple of weeks before <laughs> at a primary school in Singapore. And he spotted me at the jewel. And, and, and everyone in Singapore uh, has been to the jewel. It's on different floors. Sure. He was a floor above me. <laughs> I'm on the ground floor. So he's going, hit me, baby, one more time through cupped hands. That is the most profound. It sounds cheesy. Yeah. Nothing gets me more than that yeah. because you've done your job. You know, yeah. he's remembered you from two weeks. 
and you know he was a primary three, primary four student. Mm, young kid. They sometimes, my daughter doesn't remember what she had for breakfast, but <laughs> he remembered I. that punchline, he, which means he remembered the story, which means he remembered the underlying message that went with that story. Yeah. That's what it's all about, connecting with the audience. Awesome. And humor is the best way to do it. Neil Humphreys in the studio. Thanks so much for being with us today, talking about public speaking in Singapore, especially to young students. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.